Aloha and welcome to Native Stories. Native Stories exists to share the voices of those connected to the land. Today, we talk to Executive Director Auli'i Tudua about key projects in Wehe'e O'ahu. hard for Hawaiians. Um, Auli'i Dudua, Executive Director of Key Project. Um, I'm from Ka'ava. I have connections to this side of the island. Um, and I am a mother, uh, a wife. I have two beautiful children. <laughs> so can you tell our listeners about where did you grow up? I... Um, my connection and growing up is in Ka'ava. Um, I lived with my mother and my grandmother, who are two very inspirational and, um, people in my lives. Um, and so in Ka'ava, I grew, I used to walk over to Swansea Beach Park all the time, play on the swings. Um, and then from there, I actually moved in various places on Oahu just because of jobs for my parents and what was easier for them. So yeah, my, I have a strong connection to Ka'ava, where my mother's from, uh, and my biological father, who's from Kahana Valley, which is r- right over. So, what are some of the what are some of the places that are Vahipana special to you? Um, Ka'ava definitely. Um, Kahana is where my biological father was uh, born and raised. Um, so I used to visit him regularly. My great grandfather had a pig farm there, and my grandfather would grow lots of produce and like fruit trees, and they really um, had subsistence living style. They used to go fishing all the time. Um, he would tell me stories about how grandpa would give them the margarine, but he would get the butter. Um, so I'm very connected to that place. Yeah. So we're here at the Kahalu'u site of the Key Project. For our listeners, would you mind sharing a little bit about the site, about its history and sure. how it came about? We are currently in Waihe'e, and there's a mo'olelo from place names of Hawaii that we always look to. And so Waihe'e literally means squid liquid. Um, and so there's a just a one-sentence story about this area. Um, and so there was Kiaka o Ku, the shadow of Ku, and he was considered a mute. Um, and he was told that his speech would be restored if he went to Kahiki to be married. So on the way, he was attacked by a huge squid, which he killed and threw to Kahalu'u. Slime flowed over the land, hence the name. So um, the key projects, uh, key stands for Kualoa Ecumenical uh, Youth Project. And so it was started in uh, 1968, and it came out of a need um, that we found in the community. So a lot of churches and community members uh, noticed that there was a need to support our youth in the community. Um, There wasn't a place, a safe space for them to convene uh, and learn new and exciting things. Um, So it it started in 1968 uh, with that group and um, it started at Hamama Church, which is actually uh, about a block across the street from our existing center. 
And so it started in Hamama Church. There are many kupuna who are involved in that. And I can't name them all because there's <laughs> folks that um, can probably speak better about it than, than I. But um, there was Randy Kalahiki. Um, there was Auntie Charlene Ho. Um, I know that uh, Uncle John Rapun was definitely involved at some point. And so it started in Hamama Church. And then they moved to uh, a location, the Lao Ohana, um, had a residential space uh, that just behind hygienic store and so um, they needed a they, they expanded a key project there and then uh, with the help of all the different churches in the area they decided to build a more permanent structure so in 1981 they built the structure that we are in now how many rooms and offices are there in this structure? Um, we feature a pavilion, which is, you know, where you have big luau's and parties, and then we have a um, certified kitchen attached to it. So a lot of the community um, can, you know, use it. Um, it's a space for us to convene. And then we have a computer lab, some office spaces, and then we have various other rooms. I think there's probably like eight to, eight to 10 rooms, like classrooms available. So. Are these rooms only available to people who live in this area? No, it's, it's wherever um, our service area that we target is uh, Heia to Kualoa Point, but we expand it to Kaneohe to Kahuku. And at the same time, our, our mission and values is to have a very welcoming, inclusive space. So if there's a need, we welcome anybody to come. So what are some of the main services and programs of the key project? So we work towards um, partnerships and collaborations. We feel like that's very important. We have a few anchor programs. Um, our kupuna and our youth programs are kind of our big highlights. Um, our kupuna program offers uh, free coffee and breakfast twice a week. So on Wednesdays, we have coffee, and then Fridays, we have a full breakfast. You know, you know Kupuna, we like to meet with people um, when we eat. And so that kind of gives us an opportunity to connect with each other and around food and spaces and reminisce. Um, so that's our Kupuna program. How many Kupuna on average usually come to these breakfasts? So we have a coffee hour, which is maybe 40 to 50 kupuna. Mm -hmm. And then Friday, it's gone up to over 100 kupuna. Wow. Yeah, and so it, it keeps growing. And it's just based on our availability of funding and, and resources. But we do make do with what we have. And we can do it together with the community. As far as your youth programs, what type of youth programs do you have? So our uh, youth programs are mainly after-school programs. And so we connect with um, the schools in our area, King Intermediate, Castle High School, um, and we transport the kids here at Key Project uh, after school. And they do cultural activities, um, papaku'i'ai, we, they plant kalo, they have a mala where we grow uh, fresh vegetables. Um, and then we do protocol, so we teach them protocol. And then we do fun kind stuff too, like go to the movies or something like that. So it's a mix of um, activities for the keiki. Around what age are the keiki? So it's um, intermediate, so intermediate to high school. So it, could, it just ranges like 10 to, you know, 17. 17 yeah. Okay. 
So what are some of the ways that people can be involved with the key project? We have many uh, opportunities. Um, we really focus on creating a safe space for, we're kind of like a convener and facilitator in the community. Um, and so we really appreciate when folks have programs that they want to partner with us or we can, um, we have fundraisers every year. So we have a Mothers and Others. We have Ko'olau Ohana Festival, which is um, a fundraiser for us every year where um, we have our sponsors, our partners come and they can purchase tables and we can connect um, with each other and talk about what we're going to do in the community. So people can also volunteer or people can also donate? Yes, um, people can volunteer and donate. Uh, we love volunteers, whether it's like working around the garden or um, our biggest fund, one of our largest fundraisers that actually is very inspirational is our, um, we, we provide an emu for your turkey every Thanksgiving. And so it's so much fun because our youth program is involved and then folks just in the neighborhood wanna drop by and like learn how to, to do emu. And we, we um, cook almost like 350 turkeys or whatever they wanna put in the emu. Is there a charge for that? Yeah, it's just a $25 charge. That's so cheap. yeah, it's it's affordable. Yeah, and the food comes out really good. <laughs> yeah, it's emu. Yeah, it's emu food. One of the fundamental purposes of the key project, according to your website, is that it's meant to provide a vital grassroots civic resource. Uh, how would you define the purpose and to you what are the needs of the Kualoa Heia Kaneohe community? So when I think of key project, I think of it as a space where things happen organically. Um, it's very grassroots. So where there's a need, we fulfill it in one way or another. It may not be like a prescribed um, reaction to that need. It just kind of develops through people who care about this place and care about the people that live in the place, this place. And so we really are taking a look at ways we can support by providing facilities or facilitators to convene um, community who have issues related around, you know, either water, health, um, culture, uh, economics. And so uh, Key has always been at the forefront in this area for civic engagement and community development. And so there's a lot of water issues in this area. Um, Sometimes there's a lot of issues regarding development. Um, community plans are being talked about through the city. And so we like to offer that space where folks can come and listen to these different um, governmental agencies and what they plan to do for our community and making sure that we have a space for everyone in our um, community to, to speak and to speak up about what they want to see happen here. So in a way, this is kind of like a town center. Yes, yes. So it's more than just facilities. We just kind of have a very grassroots organic way of doing it. Mm. So rather than doing it through like an institutional or corporate way, mm -hmm. like a lot of places tend to do, yes. you guys are more um, hands-on with the community and you just follow the community's lead. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's more of a na'au approach. Yes, a very na'au approach. Um, we feel that our community is resilient 
and strong and they have the ike, um, they have the mana'o and they have the drive to, to make things happen here, so. And as part of the civic engagement, you also are helping to provide a way for their leo, their voice to also be heard. Yes, absolutely. So you were the community outreach coordinator at the Office of Hawaiian Affairs. And of course, right now, you're the executive director of the Key Project. What are some of your experiences at OHA that has helped you with your current position? Uh, yes, my, my last position at OHA was a community outreach coordinator. And um, I was also at OHA as a public policy advocate just before that. And so a big part of my kuleana was um, kind of understanding what's happening at the governmental level and communicating what's happening to our people on the ground. And so um, a lot of the folks, you know, government can sometimes be very technical. Um, and so how do we communicate what they're doing to our community, to our lahui, and um, how, can, how can they contribute to um, creating what they want to see within it, within that government system. Mm -hmm. So I was more of like a facilitator where I kind of was able to understand what's happening at the legislature and being able to share it to everybody else so that they can make a decision on how they want it to go. Whether it's support or oppose or they just want to comment. So in a way, you kind of see your role as being kind of like a kahu at a Pu'u Honua. Mm -hmm. like this is a city of refuge where everyone can come together. Yes. Uh, are there any upcoming projects and fundraisers that you'd like to give a shout out to? Sure. About? <laughs> We've just recently had a fundraiser, our IMU fundraiser, but um, throughout the year we have um, Mothers and Others. Um, it's a Mother's Day brunch. Mothers and others, isn't that awesome? <laughs> We're very inclusive. It's very important to us. So mothers and others, um, we have like a Father's Day brunch and then our Ko'olau Ohana Festival, which is a really huge deal for us. It's our annual fundraiser that helps us as a nonprofit with our operations. Um, and so we, we partner with a lot of organizations to you know, either purchase tables or um, get us some attendance, but it's pretty much um, music, silent auction, um, the ono food and desserts, um, and just a time for us to come together as a community. So the Ko'ola Ohana Festival is very important. Uh, and then we also have a Friends of Key. So this is us talking to our stakeholders in our community and um, asking them if they would like to contribute to um, Key's operations. And so we get a, a, a good turnout for that as well. Usually what are the dates for these um, events? Um, the Ko'ola Ohana Festival, that's the biggest one. It's usually in October, the end of October. And the other ones are during the, those holidays. Yeah. And they usually are here on site? Yes, on site. On site. Um, can you share some of the contact information for our listeners about who may want to donate or volunteer? Sure. We can be found at um, www.keyproject.org. And outside of that, what advice would you give to people who want to start a nonprofit or want to be involved in a nonprofit? For nonprofits, it's really based on the need of a community and what, what kind of help that they need. And it, it takes usually a few people to, to drive that. Um, nonprofits are really helpful to communities. Um, they can do a lot for them. 
And so sometimes it's good to also take a look at what programs are existing. Maybe it's more about helping the programs that are existing instead of like developing new ones. Mm -hmm. um, but it's always a good, uh, a good first step to take a look of the landscape currently in your area. So. And see what services are already yeah. provided. And yeah. What is missing. Also. What is missing, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this podcast interview. For those interested, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook under user page name Our Native Stories. And check out our website and subscribe to our email list at www.nativestories.org. Also, stay tuned for our mobile application coming out on Android and Apple stores soon. 